Welcome to The Veteran Doctor. This podcast is for anyone interested to improving their knowledge on veteran-centric topics. Veterans have dedicated their lives to serving our country, so now it's our turn to serve them as they transition back into their civilian lives. We have discovered that there is a lack of knowledge on the availability of resources and how to properly navigate the systems available to veterans when they transition out of the military service. This podcast's purpose is to help bridge this gap of knowledge and guide veterans to resources that they so deserve. The Veteran Doctor is hosted by Dr. John Heinzelman, who has a master's degree in sports and performance psychology and a doctorate in psychology where he specializes in research. He is also a retired Army Airborne Infantry veteran with 22 years of service. So sit back, relax, and enjoy The Veteran Doctor. Good morning, veterans, family, friends, and welcome back to the ninth episode of The Veteran Doctor. On this week's podcast, we will discuss sharing your veteran experiences with civilians. We will also continue with our fun facts of UBI, useless bits of information, and veteran news. So stick around for some great stuff to come. I keep running into more and more veterans who continually ask me, one big question. What is the one thing you miss the most about the military? Well, I have to say the most significant thing is military camaraderie that doesn't exist in the civilian sector. The military creates a tight-knit group of people that develop bonds and camaraderie rarely is felt anywhere else. Granted, veterans have to wade through the BS to get to it sometimes, but often that camaraderie is what got us through it anyways. There's no mistake that military camaraderie is something unique and special, and it probably ranks as the primary thing that veterans miss when they transition out of the military. Certain groups exist in the civilian sector that may come close, but true friendships formed from experiences in military training and combat cannot be compared. I have conflicting emotions and memories as to whether I genuinely miss the military. I guess I miss portions of the military life and camaraderie. However, that chapter is behind me, and it is time to create a new chapter. So how can we take that this military camaraderie and share it with our civilian counterparts? Here are some ideas and advice as to how to keep military camaraderie alive after you've transitioned into your civilian life. Bring military camaraderie to the civilian world and your friends. Many civilians you will interact with will not understand or even comprehend the bonds that military brotherhood and sisterhood are like. However, you can attempt to educate them by bringing the value of military kinship to the civilian world. Show them how to look out for other friends and coworkers, offer others help when they need it, and be loyal to each other. Nothing must be expected back except the chance to change how people interact around you. The attitudes of others will change quickly and it will become infectious. Additionally, it can help identify individuals who may share similar values and you can recreate a new form of that camaraderie you miss. 
Take up a new hobby and talk to people. Another way to connect with people is to stop and talk to them. Grab a cup of coffee, take up a hobby, or get outside of your social circle. Last month, I decided to play golf. I haven't played golf in over 10 years and have never been really good, but I just wanted to try again. So I went out and met up with three other players and I never met before. Two players happened to be veterans. We had a blast. We improved our golf game, joked, and now I have two new golf partners. It was amazing what happens when you uh, just think a little bit outside your box. You can build some unique camaraderie if you try. Create a support group. Military camaraderie goes beyond active duty. You are not the only one who has transitioned out of the military. Finding success in the transition is different for everyone. So bumps in the road will be experienced and are in inevitable. Take care of each other through these challenging times. There may be many barriers like distance or working vastly different careers that make a real effort to keep in touch. If someone is having trouble, do what you would have done while you were on active duty. Come together and take care of each other. Sometimes this is as simple as sending what you can monetarily spare, arranging meals, listening, or providing a place to stay during a difficult time. Too many veterans fall by the wayside during their civilian transitions find themselves homeless or suicidal. Maintain your former community. As veterans, we need to look out for one another. Extend your community to other fellow veterans. Military camaraderie is strongest among veterans who have served together. However, it usually exists universally between every veteran. Despite any generational differences, when veterans meet, there is an instant kinship or common ground. Without a doubt, these moments can go a long way for both you and the fellow veterans. It can enrich in your soul. You can take it another level by volunteering at a veteran support group. An example of this is to help at veteran homeless shelters. You can help change the lives of the vulnerable veteran population. Military camaraderie does not have to disappear when you transition and become a civilian. While we must learn how to function in the civilian world, it does not mean that we shouldn't take our military values with us. The very concept of the military kinship is a compelling value that we can educate and offer the civilian society while continuing to give to our fellow veterans through maintaining support networks and establishing new ones. The experience will never be precisely the same, but the military camaraderie can be just as important. Trying to impress me, pulling out all the stops. Making my dizzy when you tell me what you want I just wanted you to see me Never thought you'd notice Thought that you should know I'm already sold so Never let me go You had me at a la 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 la
to our UBI, useless bits of information, or depending on your perspective, useful bits of information. And this week we are gonna talk about the 17 things you didn't know about the United States Air Force. And number one, the Air Force tracks Santa. On December 24th, 1955, a newspaper ad told kids they could call Santa on an included number. The number listed called the U.S. Air Defense Command. The colonel on duty ordered the team to give all kids Santa's current location. This tradition now handles calls from over 200 countries. Number two, the Air Force shares its birthday with the CIA. Both were founded on September 18, 1947. Number three, the Air Force used to be in the Army. On August 1st, 1907, the U.S. Army Signal Corps formed the Aeronautical Division, which later evolved into the United States Army Air Force. The National Defense Act of 1947 created an independent Air Force. Number four, an airman first broke the sound barrier in 1947. Then the Air Force Captain Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier in his Bell X-1 rocket-powered aircraft, kicking off a race for the pilots who competed to do the next bigger thing, eventually leading to outer space and a man on the moon. Number five, airmen welcomed their new commander by stomping on his or her roof. A roof stomp is an Air Force tradition when airmen welcome the new commander to celebrate a special occasion by climbing up on the commander's roof and making noise while others are banging on the windows and doors. Kind of like the episode of The Walking Dead, but without the zombies. Number six, the Air Force built a supercomputer out of a Sony PlayStation. The Air Force Research Lab built a supercomputer called a Condor Cluster to analyze HD satellite imagery. The supercomputer was made up entirely of a 1760 PlayStation 3S. It's the 33rd most powerful computer in the world. Number seven, airmen get hairier every spring. 
Every year, airmen participate in a mustache march, a tradition where airmen grow mustaches throughout the month of March to honor Air Force legend World War II and Vietnam veteran and Triple Ace Brigadier General Robin Olds. Number eight, an ace isn't just a good pilot, they're the best combat pilots. An ace is a pilot who has shot down five or more enemy aircraft. The top jet ace in U.S. Air Force history is Joseph C. McConnell, a triple ace who shot down 16 MiG fighters during the Korean War over a four-month period, bagging three of his last combat missions of war. His record still stands. Number nine, airmen respect North Dakota. At the height of the Cold War, North Dakota was considered home for many U.S. Air Force nuclear weapons that if it seceded from the Union, it would have been the third largest nuclear power in the world. Number 10. Some airmen took the live in fame part of the Air Force song to heart. Johnny Cash, George Carlin, Willie Nelson, Morgan Freeman, Hunter S. Thompson, and James Stewart are just a few celebrities who were airmen. Stewart flew missions in World War II and Vietnam and rose to the rank of Brigadier General while still working in Hollywood. Number 11. An Air Force tour in Korea made Chuck Norris the man he is today. While Chuck Norris was stationed in Korea, he realized he wouldn't physically be able to do the job of an air policeman, now called security forces, and developed an interest in martial arts. This is also where he was earned the nickname Chuck. Number 12. The Air Force boasts two presidents. Ronald Reagan and George W. Bush served as airmen. Reagan served in World War II when the branch was still the Army Air Forces. Bush served in the Texas Air National Guard before transitioning to the Air Force Reserves during the Vietnam era. Number 13. Air Force One isn't a plane. It's a radio call name for any U.S. Air Force plane carrying the President of the United States. The same as the Marine helicopter carrying POTUS is Marine One. Number 14. The Air Force's F-117 fighter uses aerodynamics discovered from Bumblebee flight. Number 15. Air Force weathermen are special forces. They go through Army Airborne School in Fort Benning, Georgia, Air Force Basic Survival School, Air Force Water Survival Training, and Air Force Underwater Egress Training and Combat Control School at Pope Field, North Carolina, and Special Tactics Training at Herbert Field. They work primarily for the Air Force and Army Special Operations Forces, but can also be attached to Marine MARSOC and Navy SEALs teams. Number 16, the Air Force is the only branch to directly fight the Soviet Union. The U.S. and the Soviet Union fought one pitched battle, a dogfight during World War II over the Serbian town of Nice. The outcome wasn't clear, and both governments classified details of the incident. Number 17, the Air Force has an official band. They do more than Sousa marches. They drop singles and shoot musical videos. All right, so that concludes our UBI for this week. And we'll move on to veteran news. And this week's veteran news is veterans unemployment rate has worsened slightly to start out the new year. This is reported by Leo Shane III on January 5th, 2021. 
The unemployment rate for veterans worsened slightly in January, especially for younger veterans, even as the national rate continued to improve after last year's historic job market drop. According to estimates released Friday by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the veterans' unemployment rate rose from 5.3% in December to 5.5% in January. That was the second time in the last four months the figure has increased, even as other sectors of the U.S. economy show consistent signs of recovery. Veterans from recent wars saw an unemployment rate rise even higher from 5.1% in December to 6.3% in January. Economic experts have cautioned against relying too much on a single month's unemployment data as an assessment for the country's job situation, especially in the winter, when seasonal employment opportunities can lead to larger swings in monthly figures. Still, the step back in veteran unemployment is noteworthy because it ran counter to the nation's unemployment rate, which fell from 6.7% in December to 6.3% in January. Veteran unemployment rates have routinely outpaced the general public in recent years. Only once in the last four years has the general population's unemployment rate been lower than the overall veteran figure. All of the job estimates are close to double of what they were in January 2020 before the, the global coronavirus pandemic forced the temporary and permanent closing of businesses across the country. BLS officials said that they saw significant job gains in January among companies in in technical consulting services, education work, and local government posts. However, the positive news was offset by continuing job losses in in the hospitality and recreation industry, a major employer of veterans, as well as the food service industry. The January job report covers the final few weeks of President Trump's term in office, as well as the first few days of President Joe Biden's new administration. So that completes our veteran news. We'll move on to our shout outs. This section is reserved for recognizing new members of our podcast and partners or sponsors who support us in everything we do. We cannot continue our podcast without everyone's support. So we thank you. And our new members for the week are Vicki Lavish and Brian Davis. We thank you. And we still do not have any partners or sponsors. So if you'd like to sponsor or, part, or be a partner for our podcast, please look into any of the links on our site. And we look forward to hopefully your support in the future. Do you want to be part of something bigger? Do you want to help veterans? Have you thought about helping the veteran doctor? As you may already know, the focus of The Veteran Doctor is to improve your knowledge on veteran-centric topics. The research and information dissemination process can be daunting with the maintenance of literature, books, websites, blogs, podcast episodes, and other administrative necessities. This ultimately takes time, resources, and marketing to reach and support veterans, as well as their very diverse needs. We are so excited about the process of podcasting and the potential impact it can have on the veteran population to keep going and improve this podcast, we would tremendously be grateful to anyone who can support us in our expansion and growth. We are looking to enhance this podcast quality and would find it more manageable with a bit of support. So if you think you're receiving a few dollars a month worth of entertainment, we would greatly appreciate you investing in The Veteran Doctor. We offer different rewards for different pledge obligations, 
So please see what may fit your budget. Once again, we appreciate your support. And from all the veterans out there who benefit from this podcast, I'm sure they appreciate your support too. Every program must establish a goal and milestones to determine what is going to be done with the funding. The first goal we're going to reach is a monthly pledge of $500 collectively. The milestones are, number one, help pay for ongoing production costs, hosting fees for websites, blogs, and podcasts. Number two, help purchase rewards for patron supporters. Number three, offset marketing costs for websites, blogs, and podcasts. And number four, help buy new equipment and technology to improve podcast sound and quality. There are different rewards for each monthly donation amounts. The donation amounts range from $1 to $50 a month. The rewards include one or more of the following items listed depending on the level of monthly donation. Some examples of the rewards may consist of, number one, a thank you on the show or website. Number two, a thank you email. Number three, early access to new episodes. Number four, show swag, t-shirts, bumper stickers, lapel pins, and a pen. Number five, a patron can read a short message on the show. Number six, call in as a special guest. And number seven, a patron can determine a show topic. So if you think you're receiving a few dollars worth of uh, entertainment, come on down and support the veteran doctor. As veterans, we have a lot of questions when it comes to transitioning out of the military. Or are you already out of the military and having trouble reintegrating? Are you having issues finding veteran resources? Or do you just want to learn more about veterans? Well, the Veterans Resource and Transition Guide may just be the solution for your issues. This book is available on Amazon.com and is in both ebook or paperback. It is a book written to help veterans with research, knowledge, and resources with their transition back into civilian life and beyond. Our society's current problem demonstrates that many veterans, as they transition out of the military, do not have the knowledge, training, or resources to reintegrate back into society properly. They do not know where to go, what to do, and do not even have a sufficient plan to survive. The purpose of this guide is to provide a one-stop and quick reference source of research, knowledge, and resources for veterans to easily reference to give veterans a better understanding of the dynamics of veteran issues, educate veterans on the process of transitioning out of the military, what to do once they get out, develop a plan, and provide resources to help make life a little easier during and after that transitional experience. Additional information has been added for our survivors' benefits for surviving widows, and a military 101 class to help educate the civilian workforce on military culture and lifestyle. The guide's additional intent is to make it a living document by taking input from readers and providers on information and resources, providing an annual update to veterans on the ever-changing and developing process of transitioning and resources. This guide will provide resources of knowledge to veterans, helping guide them through their transitional journey. So grab yourself a copy today and get those resources you so deserve.
you want to learn more about me? Maybe you uh, want to learn more about my new book or future books. What about our new veteran blog? Do you want to learn more about the veteran doctor? Well, my website may be your solution. My author website is up and is available for viewing at www.johneheinzelman.com. That's J-O-H-N-E-H-E-I-N-T-Z-E-L-M-A-N.com. This site will provide you with the latest and greatest information on me, my latest literary works, future works, my veteran blog, and this podcast, Veteran Doctor. A unique feature available on the website is the Veteran Blog. The Veteran Blog provides veterans with the latest up-to-date information on veteran-specific topics that affect everyday life, whether challenging or life-enhancing. The purpose of this site is to keep veterans informed and help improve knowledge quicker and on-demand. Subscriptions are available in monthly, weekly, and unlimited access depending on the veterans' informational requirements. The feature of this site will include special features, video, classes, depending on the subscriber access level. Please check it out and try our seven-day free trial. So as this week's episode comes to a close, we hope you enjoyed the information you gained on The Veteran Doctor. Remember, we welcome feedback on this podcast to help improve our quality and content. Or if you have any new ideas, please send them to info at johneheinzelman.com. That's J-O-H-N-E-H-E-I-N-T-Z-E-L-M-A-N.com. I hope you come back and visit us on our next episode. So until next time, take care. Be safe and enjoy your week. Have a good one.